I think one big thing for us is that student-led journals give students a platform for a new and fresh perspective within any field, but for us, the field of global health. Um, and that's so that students can get experience and knowledge translation and exchange early on in their career. And we just think that way too often, including myself, like students at the beginning of their career are disadvantaged by mainstream journal submitting process. And that just needs to stop because even now, like I'm finishing my master's and I want to publish, like actually publish my work. And I have no clue how. I was never given that opportunity. So we think that our journal is just one of the few student-led journals that's leading the way for a more equitable journal submission approach and publication process. Hi everyone, my name is Alyssa Damo and I'm the co-editor-in-chief of McMaster's Global Health Annual Review Journal and you're listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast. Before we move on, it is important to note that the views expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent any of the organizations we work for or are affiliated with. You're listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for all things public health and global health. From the Sustainable Development Goals to the social determinants of health, as well as interesting dialogues about the diverse career opportunities that exist in these fields. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so other people like you can benefit from our content. My name is LaShawn, your host for this episode, alongside my co-host Gordon and a special guest. But before we go there, hey, Gordon. Are you there? Yo, stop stop hitting the mic, bro. Why are you doing that? Nah, I just want to Keep see if you're there. Let's, let's bring it down and talk about what right. we came here to talk about. You know what I mean? All right. What are we, what are we doing here? I think we're talking. Oh, the that's Theodore. Theodore is my dog, and he doesn't like podcasts on Saturdays, but we're here anyway. So I think we're talking about something to do with open access journals, if I'm not mistaken. And how people can go about maybe submitting their first piece of literature into this peer review journal. So something that I'm not very familiar with, but I know LaShawn is a, a little paper mill, uh, has his own publishing company with like 500 papers and stuff. So this is your bread I'm and butter, man. man. This is fake information. We need fact mm. checks on here. It's not peer reviewed. But anyways. It's not peer reviewed evidence. It's not peer-reviewed evidence. Yep. That's pretty much what that is. But yeah, we're going to be talking about a really interesting journal today that really emphasizes submitting other things like um, op-eds, abstracts, summaries, theses, and scholarly papers and art-based submissions. So I'm really excited to get into it. So why don't we begin to introduce who our special guest is. Alyssa Adamo is an MSc candidate in the Global Health Program at McMaster University. She is also the co-editor-in-chief of the Global Health Annual Review, G-H-A-R. She is passionate about health equity, open access research, and community and women's health. Alyssa, welcome to the Public Health Insight Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Wonderful. So one of the things we always, always, always ask our guests, and one question that we love to hear your answer to is, how did you decide to get into global health? What is your journey like? Yeah, that's a good question. So I've always been passionate about, I guess, like overall community health and health equity. Um, but my journey in global health started in my undergrad, actually. I was at McMaster in the life sciences program, and 
I took the one global health course that was offered in my third year. That's where it started. I was very intrigued by the course content um, and I wanted to learn more about threats to global health. This was pre-pandemic, of course, so that was only, Mm -hmm. um, I was more interested after everything happened with COVID. Um, And I was also interested in learning more about how healthcare systems function across the globe. So that Mm -hmm. led me back to Mac for one more year in my Master's of Science Global Health program. And to take it one step further, you took that interest to being the co-editor-in-chief of the GAR. So first of all, what is GAR and what does that acronym stand for and your role in the whole operations of GAR? Yeah, so GAR stands for Global Health Annual Review and we're a peer-reviewed student-led journal by undergrad and graduate students. My role as the co-editor-in-chief, I have a great team of people behind me, my editorial team, and um, we work together to put out an issue style publication annually. And right now we're working on issue seven um, and all of our issues are promoted in an open access manner, which makes our research freely available to the public for the greater good of global knowledge exchange. Wonderful. And a couple of things stuck out there for me. The first one I want to dig a bit deeper into is this idea of a student-led journal. Why is that important to you and GAR? Yeah, I think it's important because we give young professionals and students an opportunity to publish their work, whether that's scholarly work or even art-based submissions um, Mm -hmm. early on in their career, um, because that's often a, a big barrier for students when they're young that submitting to these like big journals it's there's so many barriers to go through and you don't know how to navigate that so we like to think of ourselves as like a starting point how to navigate the peer review process and submitting to a journal um, early on in your career I actually think that's brilliant right because as a early career professional it's quite hard to be able to fund your own research and then submit eventually to a journal, which may charge you X amount of dollars, which is really expensive when you're a student. So in full disclosure, myself and Gordon have also submitted submissions to GAR and we've been accepted to the journal. So we thought it was a fantastic process to facilitate that process of getting used to the peer review process and getting feedback, reiterating, work, reworking some of the things you do based on the comments and eventually having something that you could showcase as an end product of the great work that you did for students and young professionals to highlight such things on their resumes, CVs, and during interviews, it definitely goes a long way. Yeah, I definitely agree. GAR is part of McMaster University. Is it led by McMaster University? And it's an open access journal. As far as I understand it now, most peer-reviewed journals are not open access. Is that how it normally works? And then GAR specifically is open access. And is that does that mean that there's no cost for the, the researcher who's publishing and those accessing it? Can you just explain a little bit more about what open access really means to like an end user? Yeah, yeah sure. So I think to answer the first part of your question, there's I would say it's like 50-50 split about journals are open access and which aren't. Um, so like for us, we just have ours as open access on the principle that making research like freely available um, accelerates that like global knowledge exchange, as I mentioned before. And yes, yeah, so it means that you are submitting for free, but it goes beyond that, especially for GAR. So 
we are really focusing on like building that relationship between the author and our team, the editorial team. Um, and that's like through our alignment of our goals in terms of like professional development. So doing workshops and networking with previous authors like yourselves, but also connecting with our peer reviewers and professors, not only at McMaster, but from different universities to ensure that our peer review process is accountable. Can you tell me a bit more about the types of submissions you accept? We're working towards providing more diverse options for authors to choose from depending on their strengths. So if your strength is full length articles, obviously go ahead. But if you have more of a creative edge or even like art, like painting or digital comic making, then you could submit that to us too. And that's just because we strongly believe that the global health field is so diverse and knowledge translation is not just in a research article. It can be in a painting or um, like a reflective narrative, which is one of the kinds of submissions that we accept. And where do you find these submissions coming from? Is it just Canada-based or do you find more of an international audience submitting to the journal? I would say it's like mostly Canada-based, but this year we did see submissions like across the globe, like from Europe. Um, I think there was two from Africa, so all over. And did you say you can submit digital art to a scientific journal? Yeah. Wow. That's that's not something that I would have thought going through uh, microbiology in undergrad, where it's just hardcore scientific rigor and it's everything had to follow the same format so that you're really practicing what you preach with the diversity of publications and understanding that different people want to access different things. That's really cool. Yeah, that's exactly it. So in terms of, you mentioned that you there's, I think you said this year there was a little bit more diversity in the submissions. What types of topic areas are people publishing literature in? What have you seen maybe this year and previous years? We like have a very long list of topic areas that we accept, but I think like more recently, there's been a lot about COVID, which it's not surprising, but there's a lot about globalization, refugee health, health equity, maternal and child health. It's all over, but I think those are like the big ones that stand out for right now. So like do the issues themselves have a specific focus or emphasis on a specific topic area within global health or are they just generally open? It's generally open. Last year, what they did was because the submissions were so diverse, there were organized into like subject areas within the whole issue. So I think there was like five and we'll probably do the same this year because there are some like overarching themes that we've already noticed. It won't be one over overarching theme. It'll be like different subject areas. And I guess uh, another question comes to mind is what actually goes on the back end of this process, right? I'm sure a lot of work goes in on the back end. Can you give us a little sneak peek behind the scenes on what that actually looks like? Yeah. So like, in terms of the editorial team, we're like right now we're split into two teams because we're in the production stage. Um, but I'll talk about what happens first. So you submit your article and then our team has to organize, anonymize all the articles, organize them and assign them to each reviewer based on the reviewer's expertise and interests. And then we're like the liaison between the reviewer and the author just to maintain the double blind peer review process. And then once that is all complete, then we split into our two teams that we're doing now. So copy editing and production. So the production team 
is working on Canva actually to make the aesthetic of the journal. And then the copy editing team just formats all the articles and make sure there's no spelling errors and that it all looks clean and cohesive in a nutshell. So taking that a step even maybe back up a bit. So if I'm interested in submitting a digital art or any other different forms of publications that you accept, what is the process for submission itself? So for those who are listening, who are interested in having their work published in this open access peer reviewed journal, what steps would I need to take to, and I'm assuming this information is on your website, but if you could give us a cold notes version of what that looks like. Yeah, so you're right. It's all on our website, but I don't know when our call will be posted for the next issue, probably in the fall for issue eight. But when the call for submissions is open, there'll be a area on our website that kind of describes all of the criteria for each different submission. Um, so if we're talking about an art-based submission like digital art, there's not many criteria other than that you have a little description of what you're submitting. And then there'll be a deadline. So we like to post it like two months before the call for submission closes. And then you just go on our website and you submit. And then that's basically the process of submitting. And I know you use some sort of software or like online portal. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So we use open journal systems, which is provided through us by McMaster. Um, and that's what our what our website is. It's on open journal systems. Um, so there, once you make an account and you submit from the author's like viewpoint, you'll be able to see that you submitted and then you'll be able to see like when a reviewer has been assigned um, and kind of like every step in the process, you'll get a little notification of what happens. So it's, it's like, is it like a peer review type of project management software sort of thing? Okay. okay. Yeah. And I wanted to go back to something you said when we first started talking about how GAR really makes an effort to build that relationship between the team on GAR and those who are either already authors or aspiring to be authors. And I'm aware of some kind of summer workshops that you host, and it, we're approaching the summer, if I'm not mistaken. So if you just tell us a little bit about that and maybe how people register to find out more information. Yeah, so this summer we've started a workshop series. So we've already hosted our first one, but not to worry, everything that we've covered has been covered in this podcast. It was more of just an introduction to the journal. And our next workshop will be in July, and that'll cover more rigorously like the peer review process in terms of our journal. And then we'll also go over like common mistakes that authors make and give some examples of previous submissions and then go through some like major do's and don'ts in terms of what an ideal piece would look like. I won't say article because art, but. And then our last workshop will be in September and that'll focus on like the final steps before submission. We'll kind of go over the Open Journal Systems platform because there's a lot of technicalities that can be confusing and then formatting your submission so that it's following best practice. And then we'll also have a few guest speakers of past authors. So who knows, maybe you guys will be in our last workshop too. Hey, awesome. <laughs> and then to sign up for that, it'll be on our social media. So I can give you guys like our links to post. it. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely include that in our episode description and we'll po be posting all this information on social media. With all that, is there any kind of key take home messages you would like to leave our audience with? So 
maybe there's a specific call to action that you have in mind that people can do right now just to get involved with GAR? Yeah, I think one big thing for us is that student-led journals give students a platform for a new and fresh perspective within any field, but for us, the field of global health. Um, and that's so that students can get experience and knowledge translation and exchange early on in their career. And we just think that way too often, including myself, like students at the beginning of their career are disadvantaged by the mainstream journal submitting process. And that just needs to stop because even now, like I'm finishing my master's and I want to publish, like actually publish my work. And I have no clue how I was never given that opportunity. So we think that our journal is just one of the few student-led journals that's leading the way for a more equitable journal submission approach and publication process. Wonderful. And we do have an international audience who listen to our podcast. So if you're listening to this and you're really interested in the peer-reviewed process, maybe you don't have too much experience submitting research. I think this is a great first place to start to get your feet wet in learning more and more about the you know, research peer-reviewed process. And I think these summer workshops that GAR is host, are hosting is a fantastic opportunity to learn more and interact with people who are there for you and want to help you in this journey for publishing some work in the global health space. So with that, Alyssa, thank you so, so much for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for informative conversations, inspiring community action. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. See you in the next one.